Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Heritage Financial are not affiliated. Welcome back to Making Money Fun. I am John Jagay, joined once again by Shanna Tencher from Heritage Financial. It is episode number eight. Last time, we talked about the new year and new resolutions, but this is a subject that might come up only every 10 years or so. How to make the new decade your best decade yet. We're going to expand on what we talked about in New Year's resolutions last time and talk about some things you can do to make the most of your finances this decade. So (laughs) we're going to assume for a minute, Shanna, that people listening have taken your advice in the last episode. We're budgeting. We're ready to file taxes, increased IRAs and 401ks. What else can people do to knock it out of the park in 2020? Yeah, that's a great question because there are so many things that the new year gives us the ability to either reevaluate or just sort of start from scratch on. And so I want to talk about those a little bit today. But the first thing that I want to talk about probably is not quite something that you think about every year, but coming off the heels of the holidays where you were around all of your family and friends, beneficiaries is something that's super important to review at least annually on all of your investment accounts, your 401ks and your life insurance. And that is what would happen to those accounts where something happened to you? Who would they go to? Would they go to your spouse? If you're in a community property state, that answer is yes, unless they have specifically disclaimed their interest. Um, Would they go to your kids or would they go to some charity or somebody else? That needs to be specifically spelled out in the documents that you filed with those companies in order to make sure that your wishes are carried out. I'm laughing, Shanna, because you mentioned that this is a good time after seeing your family and loved ones over the holidays. I'm picturing those family dramas that we all engage with over the holidays. And I'm just picturing (laughs) grandpa yelling, that's it, you're out of the will. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, even though we see that in a lot of movies, that's rarely how it happens in real life. So it's it's important to think about that as you're coming off the heels of all of those really stressful family gatherings. (laughs) (laughs) So that's definitely a good thing. And then You mentioned something, you're out of the will, but you could also be out of the trust. And that's something that you should definitely review at least every few years. Mm -hmm. If you have a living trust, you should really review it, make sure that it's current and up to date. And this is something most people don't know. Wills and trusts are state specific. So if you have moved to a different state in the last year, you probably need to have that reviewed and at least restated and maybe even redrawn completely because It may have worked where you came from, but it's not likely to work where you are now if you've moved in 2019. I'm going to pause here for a second, Shanna, because you mentioned living trusts. For any Mm -hmm. of our listeners that aren't familiar with that, can you just give a quick overview on what a living trust is? Absolutely. So a will dictates what's going to happen with all of your stuff, your assets on the day of your death. Mm -hmm. A living trust can go beyond the day of your death and sort of help your friends and family manage what you've left behind from the grave. And I know it sounds morose, but that's really the way it works. You can dictate who gets what and when they get it and how it gets spent by the use of a living trust. Got it. Okay. Now, so again, you said not to be morose, but in a way, the living trust outlives you. It does. The will gets executed on the day of your death and that's pretty much it. But a trust can live for generations to come. Got it. Okay, so what about uh, life insurance? Yeah. Speaking of uh, our time being up of all of us eventually at some point. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So make sure that whatever life insurance you have in place is enough. 
if you've added to your family in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. if you've had children, you need to make sure that your life insurance policies cover your income should something happen to you. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is that they rely on their workplace life insurance. Yeah. And that is not nearly enough in most cases. Right nor does it really keep pace with a growing family. So you're going to want to make sure that you have enough life insurance and you know if it's term insurance when that term expires so that you can start to shop for new insurance if you need it well in advance of the expiration date. Got it. Okay. What about uh, 401ks and IRAs as we look at the new year and even the new decade as well? Exactly. So I would always recommend that you review at least annually how those accounts are getting invested. Make sure that they're well balanced. Make sure if you have an auto rebalance feature on those accounts that it's turned on. Also, make sure that you're not too heavy in your company's stock. That can be a great risk that you don't even realize is there. That's like the putting your too many eggs in one basket kind of thing. Exactly, because it's the company you're working for. So if something happens with that company and you're laid off, chances are pretty good that that stock is going to take a hit as well. So that's too great of a risk for most of us. Sure. And then last but certainly not least in that 401k IRA bucket, so to speak, there's something that's appearing more and more frequently called brokerage link, which allows you to choose investments that are not currently in your lineup for your 401k. Really? Yeah, outside of the plan. And it's a super cool way to be able to get great investments, a little bit cheaper and a lot more diversification. So check and see if you have brokerage link as an option on your 401k. And if you do talk with somebody like me and we can show you how to utilize that. I love that because I think of an old traditional 401k and it's a matter of, okay, well, here's where the company's going to invest the funds and okay, I'll just write it out. But giving you a little bit more control is we have so much more information and data at our fingertips, particularly if we talk to somebody professional like you, Shanna, I love that idea of giving you more options. Yep, exactly. It gives you the world of options that are out there. So let's just make sure that they're smart options as you choose new and different ones if that's an option that you have in your plan. Okay, so we talked a little bit about life insurance and wills and trusts. Let's zoom out from that a little bit, Shanna. And what about an estate plan? Yeah, so an estate plan really can and should be including a living trust. It also should include all of the documents that you need for healthcare directives. So if any of you remember Terry Schiavo from Florida and all of those problems that, that, yeah, that was a really big deal. And that comes down to who gets to make what decisions for you should you become incapacitated and not able to make those healthcare decisions for yourself. Right. That that is so important. I I, I just think of that story and how awful that was for everybody involved. That's the last place you and your family want to be. Yeah, absolutely. And in some states, Arizona included, we have to not only have the health care directive, but we have to have a mental health care directive included in that paperwork as well. So you might physically be able to make decisions, but you might not mentally be able to make decisions for yourself. And if that specific clause or document is not included, your family could be in for a lot of headache if they needed to implement something like that to make sure that you were taken care of. So really important point there. Yeah. And that is something that we weren't really aware of in great detail until we had to deal with my mother-in-law, who we uh, finally were able to convince her to stay in the hospital. But due to dementia, she could not make healthcare decisions on her own, but she was physically able to get up and walk out of the hospital. And so it was a bit of a hairy situation. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So it can really be a problem if you don't have all of those right directives in place. And then reviewing your insurance. And this isn't something that I offer in my practice to sell. I don't sell home, auto, or umbrella insurance. 
but I know how important having the right coverage is for your overall financial plan. So sure. make sure you don't have state minimum auto insurance that can set you up for problems. Eliminate any extra coverage that you might have that you don't need or maybe add ones that you do. So review those with your auto insurance carrier. And then most of us can benefit from an umbrella insurance policy. Mm -hmm. They're super duper inexpensive and can really cover us if we have something happen in our lives that goes above the maximum coverage limits on that auto or homeowner's insurance. So really important to look into that as you're looking to position yourself well for the next decade. The old miscellaneous category, something that we can't quite predict. Exactly, exactly. And so I always recommend people that have children, pets, pools, or anything that might cause an issue to definitely look at having some sort of an umbrella policy to cover you. It's just one less thing to worry about. Absolutely. And, and I appreciate you saying what you said there a second ago, Shannon, that you don't deal in insurance because you need to deal with different professionals for different things. So you want to talk to an insurance expert about insurance. But for the financial piece of it overall, don't be afraid to ask for help for this type of stuff because you don't want to make a mistake. If you're afraid to ask for help, I don't know if it's a pride thing or if you're, it's an inconvenience thing, get the help you need because a little bit of work now can save you so much trouble and headaches and agita later. So <laughs> this is where you want to talk to somebody like Shanna about the overall picture. What are the best ways to reach you? Yeah, the big picture for sure is something I can help with. You can go to my website, which is heritagefinancialaz.com. Click schedule a consultation and we can either talk virtually or you can come into one of my offices and I'd love to see you. Fantastic. Shanna, thanks for the time as always. We'll talk to you next month. Thank you. 